2020 Buckskin Revolution Online Skills Gathering, an eight-week learning experience designed to work within any schedule. It involves pre-recorded classes, live interactive sessions, and online community learning support from both myself and your fellow students. The need for these skills has never been It's six o'clock. It's time here at mutinyradio.fm and .sf for outdoor comedy. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to put on a little Miles Davis. We're going to chill out and listen to the dulcet tones of jazz here as we get ready for a great show out on the street, socially distanced, everyone wearing masks, hilarious comics. Can't wait for it. I'm your host, Pam Benjamin. We'll be right back. Check, check, check. I got a Russian friend and a Czech one, too.
bundle up, Buttercup. But we're gonna get started in about five minutes. We got the ladies here. Yeah. Hey, they're a real audience. Excited about that. Hey, guy driving by in a car. Yeah. Comedy gonna happen here in a few minutes. Yeah, it's good. It's like it's it's the new speed dating. You just get a microphone and stand on the street at yelling guys in cars. Is that is that like catcalling? Is that like the old days? Is that feminism is real? It's objectified equally. Uh, all right, we're gonna get started in a few minutes. Yay! Thank <laughs> you. 
You already have comedy pneumonia? You cold? You bundled up, Buttercup? You okay? You gonna be? Oh, I'm I'm sorry. It's good to keep the mask on. It's one of the only good things about the mask is we get to be perpetually warm now. So that's nice. Also, it covers up my crepey neck. No one knows how old I am. Yay! I just got French Botox. That's when you cut bangs <laughs> for yourself. So with the mask and the sunglasses and the bangs, I mean, from behind, I look like I'm 22, you know? It's like, I always wanted to be, I mean, I never wanted to be pregnant, but I always wanted to be one of those pregnant women that you see them from the back, and they just look like a regular lady, and they turn sideways, and you're like, whoa! You're growing an alien inside you, that's cool! How'd you keep your ass so small? Kids? No, you guys are too young, clearly. Too young. I have abortions older than you. I think that's it's true. I had my first abortion in 1995. That's 25 years ago. 26 now, if you can do the math. 26 years ago, I had my first abortion, and I only have one regret about that abortion. And that's, uh, you know, I didn't have the kid because right now I could be having sex with all of his friends. <laughs> all of them. <laughs> what was I doing? <laughs> Mistakes in my life. Uh, I've been dating. That's weird and uh, fun. You guys, you do the you do the dates, you do the internet date, you do the tinders and the bumbles and the profiles and the stuff. I don't I don't I don't do the internet dating. Uh, some people say raise the bar. Some people say lower the bar. I say meet at the bar. Like that's how you get it done. Oh, do we have to have a? But so I I don't I don't have an internet profile. Uh, but I I I I have been I have been dating and I feel like it's like. It's like trying on shoes. It, you know, you go and you, you like the pattern of the shoes and you go, oh, those are cute shoes. But then the shoes are no good. They make your feet. You try to fit into the shoes. You're like, I'm going to try. And you walk around in the shoes for a minute. And they're just, oh, they just don't fit right. And, and then you get a blister. Do you know what I mean? It's just like dating. You end up getting a blister. That's a herpes joke for you guys. Anybody else? I'm, I'm more afraid of herpes than uh, COVID, by the way. I'm like, don't spit in my mouth, dude. I don't know you. I'm not afraid. <laughs> Gross. What am I going to get there? Good. Everyone's got the herp. No, they do. 70% of people have it. It's true. 
There's some San Francisco hygiene issues uh, that I've been dealing with personally. Uh, I, 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 found, I found these tights in a tree in the mission. <laughs> these are tree tights. <laughs> That's a thing. Uh, my question is, if my tree tights don't smell like pee, do I have to wash them before I wear them? No. no. I've been wearing them for like 18 days, and now they smell like my pee. But I kind of like that. That's weird, right? Is that gross? Okay. I like the smell of my pee. Uh, San Francisco hygiene question number two. When you're using the public restroom at Civic Center, do you leave the toilet seat up or down after you've been slamming heroin? <laughs> Is that more of an etiquette question, really? I'm not sure. Uh, the last hygiene question. I'm trying to lower my carbon footprint. I don't know about y'all. So when I'm going number two, if I use the same teepee to wipe my nose and then my tushy, can I give my butthole herpes? Dermatologist says yes. Herpes simplex one and two, same herpes. Just location, location, location. I live in the Tenderloin. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's so nice. I always know that I'm dressed cute when I get propositioned for sex. <laughs> like, this is a cute outfit. Thank you. I, I, you cannot pay me for sex. You could get uh, ketamine maybe, but not that. No. But not like actual money. It's just trade economy. I have been getting, I've been getting cat ca complimented, called. It's hard to tell. I don't know if they're compliments or cat calls. A gentleman uh, looked at me and he said, girl, you've been living a long time to look 22. <laughs> oh, that's a compliment and I'm taking it. Thank you, sir. I look good. Walked by another gentleman and he looked at me deep in the eyes and he said, you look like you know something. <sighs> I've always wanted to be seen as smart, like you. You get me, you see me, so happy. I try not to wear skirts because I get unwarranted compliments. A gentleman said, girl, I like your skirt. Can I get under there and get a sniff? Also, like, that's gross, bro. Like, why do you want to smell that dude's jizz? Like, that's, it's like your problem. That's like, it's like, it's on you, man. Actually, it's all over me. It's all, <laughs> that's the problem. It's the, meow. I do understand cat calling. I really do because I have a kitten. Who has cats? Who loves cats? Cats, 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 cats. Yay. Bow to your alien overlords, the cats with one paw. Yes. I do. I do love cats, but I know I try to cat call my cat all the time. I say, baby kitty, come here. I love you, baby kitty, come here. And then she ignores me. And I'm like, baby kitty, you get over here. And she shows me her butthole, and I'm like, you are asking for it. And I run over, and I pick her up without consent, and I flip her over like a baby, and I kiss her on the mouth. It's cat calling. Doesn't work on cats either. It doesn't work on anybody. Sorry. That's not a COVID cough. That's, that's a weed cough. Every cough I have started with a fat bowl of weed. Don't worry. Don't worry about me. Uh, I, am, I am getting super old, though. I know that I'm old because I had to use my reading glasses to pack my bong. I forgot trichomes, bicomes. It's so pretty. <laughs> I left my reading glasses on. I looked up in the mirror, and I'm like, whoa, <laughs> who is that? I am not pretty. I saw my wrinkles all close up. Ah! I like to beer goggle myself. That's why... I try not to wear my glasses. 
Everything's so fuzzy and pretty. <laughs> Put Vaseline on the lens, Mr. DeMille. That's an, okay, Vaseline. Oof. Not a good lubricant. <laughs> well, I guess, anyways, I didn't mean to go there. I'm sorry, I've been dating. I've been thinking about weird things. I'm going through menopause, so I am horny as, like, the F word that I didn't use. Look how I started, like, woo! It's crazy. My eggs are screaming as they're getting out of my body. They're like, what's going on? They're screaming. The eggs are screaming. She doesn't have eggs yet. She's, um, I have like two eggs left. <laughs> I was really, I was really bummed out about the Super Bowl because like Tom Brady was playing or whatever and I guess he was doing well, but I'm kind of angry because I feel like we're misusing his natural talents. Okay, Tom Brady should not be on the field throwing footballs around. He should be locked in a closet hooked up to a jizz machine because we should be taking all of his sperm and giving it to everyone. Tom Brady babies for all. There is another astronaut in that nutsack. The next president is in that nutsack. I know it. I mean, I'm going through menopause and I have an IUD, but I would rip out my IUD with these sharp fingernails to put some Tom Brady sperm in there. Are you kidding me? A miracle baby? He's 44, I'm 46. We could have the next president. I'll be older than Joe Biden. Yeah, I'm not going to live that long. It's fine. Uh, I got, I got a, a loan from the government to keep this place alive, a 30-year fixed loan. And I'm like, joke's on you, government. I'm not going to live 30 years. You think I'm paying you back? Ha, ha, ha. Right? 30 years. I'm old. That's, that's fun stuff. Uh, let me connect with you more before I... Oh, yeah. This is the exciting thing about menopause. Like, I am crazy. I think I have... I think I have a homeless boyfriend now. Like, um, if gift giving is my love language, I've given him so many edibles. And the other day, I gave him a puffy jacket and a pair of old jeans. And he was so excited. And I think that was my dowry. And we might we might be getting married. I don't know. I'm, I think next time he shares his chow mein with me, we're like a street, officially street kid married. He's cute. Hey. You're in a car. Yay. Oh. There's a policeman. Police are cool. <laughs> you, you guys know any cool cops? You know any cool cops? Anybody like cool cops? Any cops when you're on the street and you're smoking a spliff and you're like, you cool cop? <laughs> you want to you want a hit, bro? San Francisco. Anybody ever done that? No. I'll 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 close on a little white privilege thing just since I was talking about the cops. I know that I have white privilege because I did this thing once in the mission and I didn't get arrested. Uh, it was 1.45 in the morning and I had cute shoes on and I had an outfit and I was like, it, my feet hurt. And I was holding my shoes in the air and I was like, I need a cab, I need a cab. And what pulled up was a police car and they were like, well, what do you need help with, ma'am? And I was like, I need a cab. And they drove me home. The San Francisco PD put me in the back of the car and drove me to the Tenderloin. They're like, you really, you need to, we need to help keep you safe. I'm like, I know, I'm white, help me. No, it wasn't It wasn't because I was white. It's because I'm a woman. I'm kidding. I'm putting back feminism so many years. That's the thing. If you're not going to wear your mask right now, at least you could smile at me for feminism. You know? Like you're not wearing your mask. Smile. Thank you. The guys inside get the feminist jokes. That's good. 
close on a quick feminist joke here. Knock, knock. Feminism. I can get my own door. Thank you. <laughs> it's, I think the precept of feminism. I don't know how it works. I don't read books. No, that's not true. I do. I do read books. A lot of women in the 70s burned bras and read books, so I could talk about my butthole on stage. Yeah. Which incidentally looks like someone threw a hand grenade into a deli. It's meaty. I am old. <laughs> that just happens, whether you have a baby or not. It's ooh. It's a hemorrhoids joke. Did you guys get the? It wasn't a herpes joke. I don't have herpes on my butthole yet. <laughs> Sorry. Yay! Like a professional, ending on a butt joke with herpes. Yay! So I'm your host tonight, Pam Benjamin. You can clap for me. Yay! Me. Uh. Yeah, and this is the perfect costume for today. I pulled together some Grey Gardens stuff. Ever, anybody know Grey Gardens? Yeah? Okay, so you know how she took, like, tops and skirts and flipped them upside down? This used to be a top. This was a top from, like, seriously, from, like, 1994. This was a top I used to wear. And today I was like, I think this is a skirt. I think this is the perfect costume for today. Little Edie Beale joke for you. All right. Are you ready to get this comedy started? Yes! I'm Ben Benjamin. I'm from Mutiny Radio. I'm your host tonight. This is a jar that I'll be accepting money in later. Uh, we have a really great, huge lineup. And comedians from all over the place, from as far flung as Walnut Creek. <laughs> and, and even farther still, L.A. and all kinds of great places. Your first comedian, he's a lovely gentleman, and he shows up here on Mondays for the Joke Workshop. And this is his first showcase in front of an actual audience. So I need you to be the sweetest, kindest people and clap your hands in a wild, slappy-like motion for Ian Langlands, yay! It's actually a lie. I, this is not my first time. I don't know where she got that information from. So you can, you can uh, raise your expectations for me now. Okay, comedy. Okay, um, it's, it's an interesting point Pam brought up is about herpes and COVID and what would you rather have? Because that's kind of a question that I've been having is like people that are actively dating right now and you're sitting across from them, like what are you thinking? Would you rather them have COVID or would you rather them have an STD? Because if they got an STD, then you just like have to tell your sexual partners that you have it, or if it's COVID, then you gotta tell everybody you've ever met in the past like seven months. So I don't know what's more of a burden. That's just um, that's just me rambling. Um, okay, let's move on to something a little lighter. Does anybody have a loved one with dementia? That's an actual question. No, does anybody have dementia? By the way, anybody? No, I guess you, I guess you wouldn't remember anyway. Um, no, but my grandma has dementia, um, and I was. A few months ago, I was tasked with the uh, lovely quest to take care of her for a few hours. I don't know what I'm going to do. I I'm 21. I should be going out partying, and i got to take care of my demented grandmother. Um, you know, not, not how I would like to live that Saturday morning, but, you know, that's how it is. Um, and so I was worried that I had to do all this stuff with her, but really what you got to do with someone who has dementia, you just watch Game Show Network and make sure they don't jump off the balcony. Just, it's pretty easy, actually. Um, and I don't know what it is after you pass the threshold of being 70 years old, you just become like infatuated with game shows. 
I don't know what that is. And she, and she loves it. You know, she loves it. And then her favorite show came on, which was Jeopardy. And uh, I, I couldn't tell you why her favorite show was Jeopardy. Like, she couldn't recognize herself in the mirror, let alone, like, know who the leader of Prussia was in 1860. But she loves Jeopardy. So we're watching Jeopardy, you know. We're rolling, we're rolling, we're rolling. I'm just sitting, I'm trying to enjoy myself. And she turns to me and she goes, when did that man get here? And we're alone in the room. And I didn't know that this task was going to come with questions. So I'm like, okay, Grandma, let's just, uh, let's just move on from this. So I ignore her. And we move on. Five minutes later, she asks me again. She goes, who's that man in the suit? When did that man in the suit get here? So now I fucking realize that I have to convince my demented grandmother that the ghost of Alex Trebek is not in the room with us. Um, not, a, not a fun thing to do, I'll tell you. And so I keep telling her, I'm like, Grandma, no, Alex Trebek is not in the room with us. Oh, and by the way, if a loved one starts seeing the ghosts of game show hosts, then you might want to double check you're on the will because they're on the way out, okay? Um, <laughs> that's awful. Okay, God bless. Okay, so, so I tell her, I'm like, Grandma, Alex Trebek's not in the room, and she's not budging. And I'm trying to tell her, I'm like, hey, you're the one with the deteriorating brain. I would trust me, okay? I'm the, one, I'm the expert. She doesn't believe me. We're rolling, we're rolling, and I'm like, you know, I'm young. I like to have fun. Let's play a little game with her. So I tell her she's a contestant on Jeopardy. That's fun, right? You know, that's what you do with, you know, when you're taking care of your 80-year-old grandmother. She's a contestant on Jeopardy, and she lights up. She loves it. So I start rambling questions off to her, and her brain's stuck in 1973, so naturally she's getting them all wrong. But who cares, okay? This is probably the last light she'll have in her life for, I don't know, maybe a few months. Um, <laughs> um, so rambling questions, she's getting them wrong, and then my mom walks in. And it's final jeopardy. And so I turn to my grandma and I go, who wrote the poem, The Raven? And she replies, Frank Sinatra? Wrong. So I naturally I pulled the plug on her because if she, <laughs> if she doesn't get final jeopardy, then she's not going to make it any, any longer. Jeez, I just packed like seven dead grandma jokes in one and none of them landed. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, but she did eventually pass. Um, God rest her soul. It was, a, it was a trippy thing, her funeral, because it was, like, during COVID. So, like, that's a time when you really need to, like, touch people and hug people. And you couldn't do any of that. And it was all surreal. And, you know, it was a whole thing. So we had the funeral. We had the service. And uh, a small group of us go back to my parents' house for dinner. And when, you, when someone dies and they pass through the mortuary, you get little, like, name cards of the person with a little bio. And we noticed that we got the wrong name card. It was some guy named Peter Chang. <laughs> Peter Chang is not the name of my grandmother. Um, we're like, hey, that's kind of weird that we got this guy's name. And then we think, I'm like, wait a minute. If the mortuary gave us the wrong name cards, was that the right casket? And we looked to my uncle and we're like, so was that the right casket? And he goes, I don't know. I never saw it. Because why would you see the casket that your mother would be buried in? I don't know. So now when people ask me the name of my grandmother, I have to answer in the form of a question, who is Peter Chang? <laughs> um, <laughs> no, but yeah, I mean, he is my, Peter Chang is my grandma now because he's buried with my grandfather in that plot, um, which is really sad. And all, in all honesty, my grandmother's body may or may not have been shipped to Beijing to be married. Uh, let's just hope that uh, Chinese heaven lets her in. Oh, God bless, right? Okay, that's all I got. Thank you, I'm Ian, and uh, you know, thank you, Miami.
Ian Langlands, yay! Funeral jokes, all right. That's so great. No, uh, the last time I was at a funeral, it was exciting because uh, I was smoking pot in the bathroom. And I was blowing the smoke down the toilet as I was flushing, thinking that that worked. Uh, it actually does not work. Everyone, everyone knew. Every single person knew that I was smoking pot. Like in the entire other, the other funerals were like, who is smoking the weed? And I come out and I'm like, oh yeah, this coffin selection's a blast, man. It's, it's a fun time at the funeral. Cool. Uh, I love it when people die because they usually gift me all of their drugs. Like. <laughs> Thanks, Big Austin in the sky. Uh, my ex-husband's father died, my ex-father-in-law. And when he was on his deathbed, he was like, Keith, just give Pam all of my drugs. <laughs> so I got like 59 Marinol. They were amazing. Okay. <laughs> Yay. Big Austin always loved me. All right. Your next comedian. Uh, he's a lovely human being, and I've known him for many, many years, and he's super funny. Clap your hands together for John Alcabez. Yay! Thank you. What's up? How you doing? Um, hell yeah. <laughs> I swear that never happens or whatever. Um, what's up? How you guys doing? Thanks for being here. This is smart of us. Um, I, I don't know. No, I do appreciate you guys being here and you know wearing your masks or you know just keeping it on you like an amulet, whatever. Um, I. Isn't it cool with the masks how, like, half of us have masks that are clothing and half of us have masks that are garbage? I think that's fun. Um, have you noticed that? I feel like there's a real divide now. Like, I see people in literal Louis Vuitton masks, and I'm like, that's cool. I'm wearing a used Kleenex and two rubber bands, but you look great. I'm happy that you look so good. Um, see, at the very beginning of the pandemic, I was staying with my parents. Um, and at one point uh, during that time, I got a notification from the Tinder app on my phone. And it wasn't like if you use the app, you know, it wasn't a person, a message or a match. It was just the app telling me about it's that it exists. You know, it was just like, hey, what's up? We're Tinder. So did we get your hopes up and then disappoint you? Well, there's plenty more where that came from. Get on in here, buddy. You know, um, but it was like the very beginning of the pandemic. So my first thought when that happened, I was like, oh, no. If I have casual sex right now, my parents will die. Um, and then my next thought, I was like, oh, now I know what it's like to be Catholic. Okay, cool. Radical empathy, you know? Because I'm Jewish, so my only internal monologue is just like, it's just your parents will die. Like, there's no qualifiers, really. They just are going to die. You guys all Jewish? Yeah? Cool. I was told you'd all be Jewish, so... I'm glad that was at least, that request was at least met in part. Um, no, I don't know. Do you guys think, don't actually answer, but just think about it. You guys think Jews are white. It's like a conversation I've had with my friends a lot. And I've thought about it, and I, the conclusion I've come to is that I think that the white ones are. Um, I think the white ones are. And here's how I know, all right? Anyone who doesn't think Jews are white has never seen a synagogue in Palo Alto, California try to stay on rhythm, okay? That's all. Just watch Congregation Beth Am clap together. They're, they're lovely people who helped raise me, but they just can't really do it. So that's fine. They're, they're good folks. I don't know. It's confusing, right? Because like white supremacists don't like us. They don't like that we're white. You know, 
Like in Charlottesville, they're in the streets chanting, Jews will not replace us, which that's a confusing sentiment because it's technically true. Like, yeah, we're not going to replace you guys. We're kind of just on two different journeys, you know? We're like really just doing our own things. You guys vandalize synagogues. We study the Torah, you know, two separate. I've never vandalized a synagogue um, unless you count the time I drew a dick on the desk at Hebrew school. But I don't think that counts, right? Because it's about intent. And like my intent was to be hilarious and <laughs> mission accomplished, you know? So I think I did great. I don't know. It's never fun when there's like angry Nazis running around, you know? It's better than happy Nazis, definitely. But it's still not fun. I don't know. I was thinking about how, like, we all want to believe we're good people, but, like, we want to think we're good people for the right reasons, you know? Like, do you think anyone in Nazi, there's anyone in Nazi Germany who, like, refused to join Hitler Youth? And, like, they get older, and they tell their grandkids and their kids that it was because they were on the right side of history, but, like, really the real reason they didn't want to join Hitler Youth was just because, like, that was boring nerd shit, you know? <laughs> They're like, you guys like Hitler? Oh, that's cool. Um, I like to have sex, but... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I like to bang my hot Aryan girlfriend, but enjoy your little club. I'm sure it'll look great on your college application. Which also, how pissed would you be if you did Hitler Youth all through high school because you wanted that college app to be looking good? And senior year, the war ends. You're just like, shit. Dang it. I should have spread it out, you know? I should have had more hobbies. Um, let's see. I, uh, I don't know. I... Joe Biden was just sworn in. That's fine or whatever. I was, I was really look. I was really hopeful about Bernie Sanders, and maybe that's that was dumb of me. But it's just like, I want. I was. I thought we were finally gonna have a, another president who was gonna take on Wall Street, which like we haven't had a president take on Wall Street since when? Since like George W. Bush did 9/11. That's been, that's almost like 20 years. He shouldn't have done that. He should not have done that. But I'm just giving you guys the facts. No, I don't know. It's just frustrating because, like, we all know people who work in finance, but we don't know, like, what they do necessarily, you know? It's kind of, it's weird and shadowy. It's like, okay, I know that they work with money. I know that they have a lot of money. Is it, is it, does it work the same way as how, like, when I used to work at a pizza place and I would go home with a lot of pizza? You know? Is it that kind of thing? At the end of the day, they're just like, yo, boss, there's, like, $16,000 sitting here. Is it cool if I wrap it up in some tinfoil, take it on home? My roommates might, might want some. They sometimes go for that type of thing if I leave it out with a little note. I, don't know. I feel like a lot of the people you meet in San Francisco are like, when they tell you what they do for a living, it sounds like a nonprofit. But then when you see like their belongings and where they live, it seems like maybe it's a yes profit. You know? You'd be talking to someone, you're like, oh, what do you do? They're like, oh, I work for this company. We like, we, we teach CPR to dolphins and the dolphins teach it to at-risk teens. So it's like, it's kind of just the gift that keeps on giving. It's like, that's awesome, man. Where's all the money come from? I hope you're paying the dolphins a, a stipend of some sort. Um, all right, guys, that has been my time. Thank you very much. Yay! Did six minutes. That was great. John Alcabez, that was awesome. Yay, keep it clapping for him. I was really excited that he was talking about Nazis there for a second. Um, any vegans in the house? Any people vegan? Vegans? Yeah, vegans, yeah. Do, okay, so this is a real question. Do vegans eat bread? So vegans eat bread. But see, I bake bread all the time, and I know what we do. You take the yeast, right, and you, you make it alive. You feed it, and it bubbles, 
and you put it into the bread and it burps and farts. You basically enslave it to make your bread rise. And then you turn on an oven and you murder entire cultures. Bread is some Nazi shit, bro. It is some Nazi. I'm killing, I'm not just killing one animal. I'm killing thousands of cultures. Bread. Vegans. Hypocrites. Uh, yay! I'm sorry. I love vegans. No, it's great. Your poop, I'm sure, doesn't even smell. You're next. <laughs> no, I don't know what they eat. I don't know what they eat. I'm sure it just slides right out. Like, and they, they all have this squatty potty, too. I'm sure that's part of the biz. Uh, your next comedian, I'm super excited to bring up. Oh, he's, yeah, he's all the way from the East Bay, and he's super funny. You guys are going to love him. Put your hands together for Dave Coker! Yay! Here are Baggy. How are we doing, guys? This is a nice little turnout. So uh, I've been trapped inside my house, and uh, I've been watching a lot of TV lately. And I've decided that I don't like those kid cooking shows. No normal 10-year-old is into cooking. Like when I was 10, I cared about two things, monster trucks and not getting hit by my mom. There's just something off about these kids. Like, I am willing to bet that the only reason they got into cooking was so they could murder their parents. They always have the same type of kid on the show, a rich white kid. You never see a kid from the trailer park on MasterChef Junior. That's probably because it's really difficult to make chicken cordon bleu when you're on food stamps. trying to think where I'm going with that one. <laughs> it takes a special type of person to be a chef. And by special, I mean a complete lunatic. Have you ever seen the Food Network? These people are so intense, it borders on mental illness. <laughs> like Gordon Ramsay, somebody with that much pent-up rage has definitely murdered somebody over an undercooked chicken. The only chill one's Guy Fieri, and even he seems like he is one Bay Area traffic jam away from building a pipe bomb. Uh, I went to the doctor last week, and I was diagnosed as bipolar. It's nice knowing that there's actually something wrong with you, so you can take the necessary steps to treat it. It's like when my dad diagnosed me as not his son. Being bipolar is a lot like those Sour Patch Kid commercials. First you're sour, then you lay in bed for three days and only pee in beer bottles. Uh, I started therapy, and yeah, it was court-ordered, but I deserve some credit. Mental health is a big issue in this country. A lot of people struggle with anxiety, or as I call it, being alive. We understand mental health a lot better than we used to. I remember when I was in high school, I told my dad that I was depressed, and he just told me to quit being gay. Uh, I also started drinking again. 
And normally that's not something to brag about, but my therapist was the one that suggested it. I knew I paid her for a reason. I like how after listening to my problems for an hour, she was basically like, I don't know, just drink about it. <laughs> Trying to think where I'm going. This is all new stuff, guys. Give me a break. Uh, every once in a while, my mom will call me, and she'll say something like, if your grandma was alive, she would be so happy and proud you're going to therapy. And that's nice and all, but that doesn't mean it's true. Like, maybe my grandma would think I'm a big piece of shit. A lot has changed since I last saw her. Like, I believe in evolution now, and she would hate me for that. <laughs> so, uh... I am from a small town down south outside Bakersfield called Taft. And it's a tiny redneck community, type of place where everybody knows each other. My family, we were known as the family with teeth. <laughs> Just to give you a general idea, Taft is the type of place they would declare it a city holiday if they built a new Walmart. There isn't much diversity in these small towns. For instance, I pass as Asian dude comes up to me and says, you Chinese, which is a great way to start a hate crime. <laughs> Not so much a conversation. And I just go, no, is it the tattoo? And he goes, nah. You've just got really tiny eyes. Like I don't know that. I went to a uh, small kindergarten through eighth grade school on the outskirts of town, and I lived in town. So it's kind of like being a sexy foreign exchange student. <laughs> Except instead of being from Italy, I was from a place with indoor plumbing. <laughs> I was sort of an outcast at this school. I was the only one not having sex with my cousin. They had a tough time getting staff at this school. My uh, PE teacher was also my English teacher, which is probably why I didn't know what a noun was until I was 25. Um, I don't really like kids, but I'm getting to that age where all my friends are starting to have kids, but it's still not clear if it's on purpose or not, so I never know whether to say congratulations or that sucks. My wife and I, uh, we don't think we're going to have kids. Personally, I'm disappointed enough in my own life. I don't have the energy to be disappointed in somebody else's. Like, I am the number one candidate to accidentally leave a child in a hot car. <laughs> I shouldn't be somebody's dad anyways. I'm better suited for the shady uncle role. You guys all know who I'm talking about. He sells weed to the local teenagers and keeps asking when all your friends are going to turn 18. <laughs> I, uh, excuse me. I'm not dad material. Like, dads have to teach you boring stuff, like compassion and discipline. Uncles get, get to teach you how to, uncles get to teach you how to hotwire a car and chug a beer. Like, dads have to teach you how to have a firm, impressive handshake. Uncles teach you how to talk your way out of a DUI. I, I am into drugs. Not doing them. Mostly just reading about them. 
You know, drugs really have the ability to bring people closer together. I'm going to go out on a limb and assume that's why I never had many close friends. <laughs> I never really did drugs. I drank, and everybody I drank with ended up punching me in the face at some point. Don't get me wrong, I want to do drugs. I just don't have the personality for it. Like, I'm the type of guy who would do a little bit too much cocaine and call the cops on himself. <laughs> it's kind of like the time I smoked a little bit too much weed. And I freaked out because I saw a scary painting. Uh, I actually got offered cocaine this past week in a public restroom. Of course, I politely declined because it was Tuesday and we were at Target. This guy was persistent, like he really wanted a stranger to do drugs with him. I, uh, I actually ended up running into him later on in the store and he was a manager. That's gotta be rock bottom, right? Doing blow off the baby changing table in the Target restroom on your 15 minute break. Like I said, I do a lot of drug research. And the other day I was, uh, I stumbled on an internet forum for casual meth users. Now I didn't know meth was something you could just nonchalantly do. Like I assumed there was more commitment involved. I thought you just did it until all of your teeth fell out. You know, it's crazy to me that there are people out there that do drugs, and it's just no big deal. That's like learning that superheroes exist. Except these people probably aren't helping others. More likely than not, they're taking apart their VCR, putting it back together, and then smoking meth out of it. I'm going to end on this one. Um, a guy posted a picture of a meth pipe, and the caption was, A relaxing Saturday night. No, dude, that's an extreme Saturday night. No amount of red wine will take that edge off. Thank you, guys. Yay, Dave Coker, yay! And his last name is Coker. And he I actually have a pro tip about cocaine. Uh, if you've been doing cocaine for more than 24 hours, you don't eat your boogers, you smoke them. Right? I know. I'm a genius. That's because I smoke a lot of weed. <laughs> and then I think of things like that. It's good. Yeah. Uh, I was also, I, I had an adamant crack user try to make me smoke crack with her at the 16th Emission BART slash station. Everyone knows they're at 16th Emission. We're hanging out underneath the awning together. And she says to me, she's such a sweetheart. She goes, would you like to smoke some crack? And I'm like, you know, I'm trying to cut back. I really, it's just not my jam. She asked me a second time, would you, would, you, would, you, would you like to smoke some crack with me? I'm like, you are so generous. That is so sweet. And the problem is I didn't want her to offer a third time because I'm also a Jew. And the Jews know if someone offers you something three times, you have to take it. I didn't want to do the crank. Uh, no, it's not even crank. Crank is meth. It was, it was crack. Otherwise, I don't smoke crack. Cool. Your next comedian, uh, she doesn't. She doesn't either. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe she does. I don't know. Sometimes I have no idea how to transition, and I just do it anyway. Your next comedian, what a funny lady she is. Put your hands together for Shelby Wilson. Yay! <laughs> Woo! Um, there's a baggie for you. Awesome. All right. Hello. Hello. Admittedly, I know very little about crack. Familiar enough with cocaine, I had my fun times. 
Um, and also, obviously, like, I'm a white girl. Obviously, I've dabbled in the white girl. Uh, how you guys doing tonight? You cold? I'm kind of cold. Like, I thought just denim would protect me today, but it's not enough, shockingly. Um, uh, let's see. Do you guys see the poop sign behind you? Yeah, you got to watch out for that one. You got to pay attention to which piece of shit you got going on in this area. Please pay attention to this piece of shit, at least for, at least for five, right? <laughs> Who watched the Super Bowl? Make some noise. Ladies, come on. You, you paid attention, right? You saw. How could you not? I paid attention. I did it. I did it of my own interest. I was very interested. I was team white pants. Uh, you just see the muscle tone better in white. You know what I mean? You guys should have paid attention. I think they won. Um, speaking of stuff that uh, guys have explained to me in the last couple of weeks, uh, GameStop has been in the news, right? And I just want to know, can we do what we did with GameStop with Borders? Can we resurrect Borders? Because I still have like three or four gift cards that my aunt and uncle got me. I never got to cash in. <laughs> so let's bring Borders back, please. With GameStop, too, it's like, so I'm thinking about all of the gamer Reddit guys in college who had asked me out and I turned them down. But I think it's time I admit I had feelings for them all along. I'd love to marry into money. I'm not above being that white girl. If it's that easy, I'm going to do it. Uh, being that white girl, though, I mean, like, there's some white girl shit I just can't get behind. Like, I'm not into yoga classes. I, I hate it. I hate it. I hate someone telling me how to breathe. Inhale, exhale. I always mess up the timing. I never nail the timing with that. And it's like, it shouldn't matter. Like, there are situations where how you breathe matters, like a snorkel or when your friends are passing around the first line of coke at a party. Like, that's not a situation where you want to accidentally exhale. That would be devastating. Blow everywhere. Blow is blown. That would be awful. Oh, man. I have a short. I usually have, like, much shorter hair than I do now. I can put it back, which is fun. But it's usually shorter than this. And I used to get mistaken for a lesbian often. Not just because of the denim, because of the haircut. And now it's grown out. And now it's grown out, and people just immediately direct me to their manager. Like, it's definitely a Karen cut. And I just am shocked at how quickly I went from left to right like that. All it took was a couple of weeks. Um... I don't know, though. Like, I have considered dating women just because I'm so sick of dudes at this point. I'm really done. I'm really done, especially white dudes. Like, I was with a guy the other weekend. We had to fuck to classical music. Like, that, I don't need that. Like, thank you, Sebastian, for the lovely performance. No crescendo on my end, but thank you. <laughs> no, it was actually it was a really nice weekend. It was sweet. We went away, and uh, he asked the big question. Yeah, he asked if he could pee on me. Uh, it was an obvious no, though, because we split the bill at dinner. And don't ask in the restaurant. How about that? I'm still eating. Thanks. I don't want to think about that yet. No, the real reason I don't date women is just, like, as a feminist, uh, women deserve a lot better than me. Most women could do better. I'm very needy. Like, we were talking about love languages. I took my test. I got all of them. I got all of them. Like, there's five, right? And I got 25% split out of four. The only one that I didn't get was gift giving because I'm very bad at it. I'm never prepared. I'm never paying attention. So someone's birthday comes around, Valentine's Day, whatever. And I'm like, oh my God, hey, like, happy holiday. I got you, um, I got you my body. Yay, it's wrapped in all of these clothes. You're welcome. <laughs> Have fun. Um, I, with dating though, like I'm kind of at a point that I'm just going to shoot really far out of my league, really far. I'm going to slide into Zac Efron's DMs and be like, maybe we give it a shot. 
right? Because I'm so sick of having to explain like who Josh is, right? Like there's so much backstory involved there. Zac Efron, notable, no explanation needed. But it's like, I got like, oh yeah, I got dumped by a level one programmer. We met in high school, we didn't really know each other. And then we revived things out of that. Like, no, it's exhausting and it's demeaning, right? Like Josh is nobody, but like, yeah, things didn't pan out with Zac Efron. That's kind of honorable, right? I'm shooting high, land among the stars. <laughs> um, so I did start dating during COVID. Um, and there's this etiquette, right? Like you meet somebody, viruses are going around, and I, you don't know how close to sit or like when to drop your mask. So I was with this guy and I was kind of nervous. I was like, okay, I don't have to do anything I don't want to do. So we were sitting apart. We moved a little closer. We pulled the masks down and I was like, it's cool, be cool about it. And then he pronounced a P pretty hard and he spat in my mouth. And I fucked him that night because I had whatever he had at that point. <laughs> My name is Shelby. Thank you guys so much. Have a good night. Hey. Shelby and her Canadian tuxedo. Yes. Lovely. That was really funny. Uh, spitting in mouths. I get it. Uh, your, next, your next comedian, he, he plays the accordion now. He used to play a guitar. He used to tell jokes, and then he played a guitar and told jokes, and then he just sang songs. And then now, now he has an accordion, and now he's going to tell jokes with an accordion. It's very, does anyone remember Judy Tenuta from the 80s? You're all too young. My, uh, again, my abortions are older than all of you. You're like, Judy Tenuta, who is she? She was a famous comic in the 80s who was a lady who had a... Your next comedian, he's going to... He has an accordion. <laughs> And you, he also tells very funny jokes. Clap your hands in a wild slappy-like motion for Josh Kahn, yay! Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Thanks, Tommy. So she kept on saying, accordion, accordion, he's got an accordion. And I'm like, I better walk out there with an accordion. Like, this will be, this will be a horrible thing to do to these people if I, if I don't live up to that. It's one of those things that sounds like a dead cat and a dead pigeon are fighting, you know. But, like, thank you guys for listening to me uh, play it tonight. I'm going to try. I actually have never done this. I've never played accordion in front of people like you. So uh, here we go. I am going to uh, I'm gonna play a little song. I'm going to let you in, like, on some secrets of the comedy world, basically. Uh, I wrote a song. It's a song parody. It's in the style of the Ramones. It's about like a little pre-show ritual that I did before I came here to do comedy tonight. And I think a lot of comedians also do this pre-show ritual before they come to do uh, stand-up comedy here. So forgive me about for what I'm about to do. Here we go. Twenty, twenty, twenty-four minutes ago, at home I masturbated. Didn't wash my hands and I came to the show. And now the mic is tainted. And if you're a comedian, then you already know. You're playing with your dick until it's almost time to go. You gotta wipe your jism off of all your shitty jokes. No, 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 no. Fap, 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 fap. At home I masturbated. Fap, 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 fap. At home I masturbated. It's not over. There we go. There's more. 
20, 20, 24 seconds ago, everyone got offended. Went out my dick and watched some porno. Now my career is ended. And if you're in the audience, you think it's really gross. You don't want to picture me without all my clothes. Maybe having a circle jerk with all my comic bros. No, 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 no. Fap, 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 fap. I brought my masturbated. KY, fap, 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 fap. And I'm a masturbated. Everybody, one time. Fap, 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 fap. And I'm a masturbated, and I can't hear you. And I'm a masturbated. Tell me that's not the dumbest thing that you'll hear all week. Anybody? I challenge you to hear something dumber this week. That's all I prepared on the accordion, so I was going to close with it, but then Pam was like, he's got an accordion, he's got an accordion. I was like, I'm not going to come out here, and they'll be like, where's your accordion, bro? She built you up like nothing. Now I'll put it down. Hold on. Oh. It's all downhill from here. I washed my hands. Relax, other comedians. Uh, you're not going to catch herpes or I almost said herpes or hovid. That's a little spoonerism for you right there. Pam liked that. Pam knows what a spoonerism is. I don't. Uh, yeah, my name is Josh Khan. I am the Bay Area's premier Asian and Jewish comedian. I am uh, I'm Korean and I am Ukrainian, Russian, Jewish. If you're wondering what this what this interracial train wreck that you're seeing here is. Like if you're playing along at home, Asian Jew, that's what I am. Uh, I'm Korean and I'm Jewish, so I can produce your K-pop album under budget. <laughs> you're welcome. Um, no, I told my mom, my mom is from Korea. She's like this tall, Korean woman. And I told her, I was like, mom, I'm gonna start doing stand-up comedy. And she was like, oh no, Josh, why? You're not funny. Plus, you're so ugly. Comedian have to be on TV. I think you mean you want to have podcasts. That's better for you. <laughs> Turns out she was right. Uh, I have a hard time. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Uh, I'm proud of the Ukrainian, like, Russian side of me. Here's what I found out about Russians. Russians do not give a shit about wildfires. They do not care. Do you guys know any Russian people? Like, uh, did you guys, like, watch Chernobyl on HBO? Like, Watch, next wildfire season, all your Russian friends are going to be out in the park, like, jogging around, smoking a cigarette, like, it's a spring day, going, like, puny Americans, why are wearing masks? Smoke is not even radioactive. <laughs> what is wrong with I have a hard time being politically correct. I, I'm, I'm, like, a horribly, everyone hates me, I'm a horribly offensive person. Um, I don't shop for like a lot of stuff at Whole Foods, but every once in a while I'll pop in there just to grab like a thing or two. And I was in there, right? And I asked the person who was working there, I said, can you direct me to find the thick and chunky salsa? And they said, oh, we don't have thick and chunky salsa here, mister. It's called Husky and Empowered. <laughs> Ooh, dad joke, dad joke. Ooh. I'm sorry, I, I'm, a, I'm a dad, I'm a dad. So it's appropriate that I tell dad jokes. During the pandemic, I've been listening to podcasts. You guys listen to podcasts? Anybody here listen to podcasts? I have a great, does anyone here, is anyone here bald or know someone bald? I have a dad that's bald, brother that's bald, something like that. I have a great podcast for bald people that I found. It's called the Joe Rogaine Experience. <laughs> and it is stimulating. Uh, yeah, no, uh, you guys are, you, think, <laughs> give it up for yourselves. You guys are just like such a friendly, wonderful crowd. The last, the very last time I went out was like the first time after the sh after the outdoor dining shutdown ended, and I bombed like, like one of those bombs where I felt like I should pay all the other comedians, like it was that bad. And you know what? And nothing against the w the girl, the woman who was uh, putting me on the show, but she's like six and a half feet tall, 
and she put me on first and she didn't lower the microphone stand so like I came out and I was like how y'all doing tonight and she introduced me she's like this guy's a little leprechaun he's gonna come out he's gonna wow you he's gonna be great that's not as she said something like he's like a little firecracker or something but I was like thank you for using the word little it's not belittling to me <laughs> in any way so where am I going with that? Yeah, but no, everybody at the show was just like really kind of like self-conscious. It was the very first night after like things opened back up. Everybody was very conscious about their masks and like what's going on. I'm glad you guys are all being conscious. I'm six feet from you. That's all good. We're all fine here. Like I don't feel bad for you if you have to wear a mask. Just wear a mask. It's not hard. Just do it. Uh, I don't feel bad for people that have to wear a mask at all. The only people I feel bad for are those bank robbers that have to dress up in a full body chicken suit now to get their point across, you know? Everybody's wearing a mask at the bank. You can miss the guy's gun or something. You know, the chicken suit's going to get the point across, right? You fill the bag with money, and when the cops question you, you are not going to tell them why I crossed the street. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm a dad. I'm a dad. I'm a, it's a dad joke. You see, if you're in a bank, you see the guy in the chicken suit, you're like, oh, McDonald was well armed. We die, we die. No. <laughs> dad joke alert. Boo, boo. No, I have a kid. I have, a, I have an 18-year-old kid. That's crazy. Look at me. I'm responsible for another human life. This is the scariest thing. Um, I love my kid a lot, and uh, people are like, are you, you going to let him smoke weed? He just turned 18. Like, how do you feel about that? Let him smoke weed. I'm like, he's my dealer. <laughs> I'm not going to pay full price for dabs. No, he and I are actually going to open up... Uh, we're gonna we're, we sort of, we're gonna start a business together. We're gonna start a father son business. You know, we just have the money's in vapes. Okay, we're open a vape store. I'm thinking we're gonna sell like we're gonna sell vapes and we're gonna sell like R and B records. Or right? I'll call it. I heard it through the vape vine. All right. My kid had an idea. He was like, we'll open a, a vape shop that only sells stuff to minors, and we'll call it Statutory Vape. Everybody, they're all shopping there consensually. Don't make a federal case out of nothing. Um, so, but, by the way, I'm Bernie, too. Who was it earlier? That was John or Dave that were saying that Bernie? Yeah, Bernie. Clap it up for him, man. We're going to need him in, like, four or eight years, and he's going to be like, no way. You guys made fun of me. I can never wear those mittens again. I can't sit anywhere. People are making fun of me. You're all screwed now. I'm not cooperating. I'm not doing it again. But, like, Biden's fine. He, even if, you know, he says racism's bad, and that's enough. Like, that's better than the other guy whose name I won't mention here, maybe. But, like, he, so how long has Biden been in there? Like a month, month and a half? You can't tell me that one time in that whole time that he hasn't gone to call his vice president in from the other room and been like, Barack, would you come in here? Oh, <laughs> My name's not Barack, it's Kamala. Well, oh, I'm sorry. Where did I put those launch codes? I thought I left them on the bedside table next to my dentures. Come on. The guy's old. The guy's old. I don't know where I was going with that. No, but no, F, F Trump, though, that's fine. Uh, like, he wouldn't say the Proud Boys were bad. He wouldn't, like, denounce racism. Like, how hard is that to just denounce racism? I looked it up. The Proud Boys got their name from Aladdin. The Disney musical Aladdin is where the Proud Boys derive their name from a lyric in that show. And uh, it makes sense to me because all Disney songs are, like, are like a little bit close to being racist. You know, like a whole new world with no Jews. 
you know, like I just can't wait to be king of Aryan America. This has gone well, folks. This has gone horribly well. Um, I'll leave you with this, though. I was, I, I went to, I broke quarantine and I went to my grandma's for Hanukkah dinner last year, and um, she puts out like the full spread. I have like this old, like classic Jewish grandma, nine-year-old Jewish grandma. She's been ninety for like the past thirty years, and uh, she puts out the full spread of like Jewish food, potato latkes and gefilte fish and stuff like that. She puts out challah bread. Do you guys know what challah bread is? The braided bread from the Jewish bakery. Anyway, so everyone's sitting around the table, all quiet, got a mouthful, and I'm the first one to break the silence. Everyone's chewing, and I'm, I'm the one that goes, wow, Grandma, this meal is first rate. How much did the challah cost? <laughs> and she threatened to sew my foreskin back on. Okay, guys, I'm Josh Kahn. There we go. All right. Josh Kahn. Let him hear it. Yay. I have to look at the list and see who's up next. All right. Yeah. We got ladies. We got ladies to perform for you tonight. Yes. It's very exciting. I was like, Holocaust. Where do I go from there? It's only, <laughs> only because I've been watching uh, really weird stuff on Netflix. I've been getting deep. I just watched a Holocaust thing in French. Yeah, that's on Netflix right now. <laughs> I was like, I should brush up on my French and my history of... Uh, anyway, uh, let's bring it back up. Sorry, I'm a, I'm a terrible host right now. Your next comedian is going to be amazing, and you're going to love her. Clap your hands together in a wild slappy-like motion for Tracy Wynn. Yay! Um, there's um, baggies okay. for to cover your thingy. I brought, and I brought my own mask for that thing. Oh, perfect. I swear to God, I'm good at sex. I swear. Hey, hey everybody. Hey. hey. Um, I am a Bay Area native. Grew up in the Bay. Um. I am also, I also work in tech, unfortunately. Um, but you know, I gotta make money somehow. I'm also, to be honest, I'm a paywall away from sex work as well. But that's, um, who isn't right now, I think, if you're, you know, got no other skills. I don't know, like, I'm not here to judge. And also, I'm trying to, hop on the opportunity train as well. And I'm just kidding, I'm not. But I am Polly. Is that, does nobody, is nobody Polly anymore? Do, do people, are people asexual in the crowd or what's everybody's deal? What are, what is everyone's kink? Like, what are people into? Nobody wants to reveal their kink? No, just like, I'm just trying to get a sample of the room. No, Polly is, separate from kink, but I'm what, I'm what you would call a solo poly person. I have only secondary partners, no primary, because that's how I like it. Um, in fact, I'm actually, uh, my kink is solitude. 
my kink is like meditating by myself in an empty room and just like fucking feeling so fucking grounded. I'm sorry, Pam. Uh, you know what, I'm going to contribute to the swear jar as well. Um, uh, <laughs> Pam and I are kindred spirits. Why? We're both Libras. We're both air sign, air heads. A little bit, a little bit. Yeah, bitch. Um, and y'all wouldn't have it any other way, to be honest. Um, I almost prepared a rendition of the Four Non Blonde song tonight. What's going on? I almost prepared that song because it is my anthem. You know, it is about waking and baking, uh, which is what I do uh, regularly. Um, big cannabis user. I don't know, I guess I'm a cliche. But I, you know what though? Um, for the first time in my life, I am kind of happy. And it's not just because, yo, yo, wait, hold on, Pam, Pam. I, and it's not just because I'm getting propositioned like for threesomes like on the daily, which is a humble brag, I'm sorry for everyone not having sex and just, being really frustrated sitting in chairs looking at like Bernie. But um, I, I, you know, I'm, I highly recommend it. Like if you wanna not stress, if you wanna relax, <laughs> if you wanna just like live your life with like a skip in your step, like yo, find somebody to have sex with. I know that's so difficult. I know, like, right now, we're, like, in COVID, and, like, we're not, you know what? I'm going to fully admit this right now. I have herpes, and I got COVID. Y'all, I'm a COVID and herpes survivor. I'm, I'm wearing concealer now for cold sores, okay? Um, and I'm also just uh, trying to spread joy, you know? I'm trying not to... Um, find partnership i'm not looking for partnership i'm looking for companions who will leave me alone when i want them to leave me alone you know and that's um that's classic avoidant <laughs> that's classic avoidant uh attachment right there um wow i went all over the i went all over the place right okay wait wait, wait. i got more though <laughs> Okay, um, I, in June of last year, I went through a breakup of five and a half years. We lived together for four, and I saw him yesterday. It was his birthday, so we had dinner. He got a COVID test. It was clear. Um, he has met a new woman, and she's a dorky-ass Aquarius, just like he is. And, you know, he's not alone, and, like, I'm really happy for him. And um, I'm happy that, I'm, 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 like, I'm like stoked for him. I don't know what else to say. Fuck him? <laughs> uh, yo, it's all good. Anyway, um, 
I gave up, I gave up like good trades. Like I gave up sex to like do comedy here. Like one of my hookups, one of my hookups was like, yo, we can't see each other. I'm a roommate. Like if you do your comedy show, like I'm not gonna wanna hang out with you until you get tested again. And I'm like, bitch, I already got COVID. And we've been hanging out consistently. And I told you like straight up as a consenting adult to another that I, survived COVID and we and you still ate my ass. I don't know. Like, I don't know. Okay, y'all. I, I don't know how to end this. Pam, I got some juicy stories. Okay, wait. Do y'all want to know? I broke up with my ex in June, moved out, lived in a co-op with 11 people, did Molly for the first time, got bamboozled into a threesome, okay, licked a clit, even though I just like drugs, you know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? Like, I <laughs> got COVID, not till this year though. Like I survived all of 2020 without getting COVID. And then freaking go to the dentist, y'all. <laughs> and I got COVID that way, so it can happen to anybody. Um, all right, I think that's my time. Thank you so much. Awesome. Tracy went, everybody. I don't know if that was the therapy session. I'm that was that was awesome. Ooh, we're surviving. You're surviving 2020, 2021 now. Yay, you're still alive. Yay. Oh, yeah, that's a money jar over there if anyone wants to give us money because we need that to pay the rent. Because here's the thing, and not to be all, like, serious or whatever, but there was a moratorium on rent, but not if you own a business. They didn't give you any. They didn't give a fuck. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, neighbors. <laughs> I know you all do, all of you out there. Okay. Your, ne your next comedian, he's an amazing human being and he travels everywhere and I he was on the very first Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival in 2016 and he's back and he lived in Portland and then he lived in LA. I don't know where he lives now, but he's so funny and you're so lucky that you get to play like one of us first times back from COVID. Put your hands together for Joe Glasgow. Yay! Do little baggies. Thank you, yeah. Oh, we did it. We did it. Does everyone have their mask off when they perform? Is that cool? Okay. I don't want to look like the one guy who just like hasn't watched the news. It's like, what's up? You guys cold or something? What's going on? What's happening out here? This is great. I miss stand-ups. Oh my god, I haven't done it for a long time. But COVID is like weird because you're just starting to miss things that you didn't think you would. Like, I miss Uber pools a lot. I miss that part in Uber pools where your other rider is late and then the driver just leaves them. Oh, oh feels so good to be in the back seat doing the countdown like five four three two we're out of here jake get out we're done and then you get to hear them call no one sounds cool over like high volume speakers in a honda civic <laughs> you hear them call five minutes later like yeah i'm on delancey where did oh, jake we're gone <laughs> we left so long ago um, everyone doing okay? I don't like, I feel like I need to check in on just everyone these days. <laughs> Even my friends who like, I had friends back in the day where I'd like have a panic attack around them and tell them and be like, dude, they're like, dude, I don't even know what that is. <laughs> Anxiety? I've never heard of that. That's nuts. And that, then I get calls from them now where they're like, I think I get it. Yeah, my bad. This is really tough. 
That's uh that's what it's like just having straight dude friends though. Like we just we have the same boring conversations. My my friends tell me how long they have sex for. That's basically that's every conversation with them. And they always lie too. That's what that's the fun part. I have friends who I've like known my entire life, who I trust completely. And they're like, I had sex with this girl the other night for three hours. Like, oh, is she okay? What are you doing? <laughs> three hours? Like, I drove to San Jose and back, yeah? I'm doing that? Like, I'm just saying the entire Fellowship of the Ring. And you were, okay. No, cool. That's great. But that's, that's straight guys. They, they just want to convince you how horny they are. And, like, you don't need to do that, guys. That's not... Like the guys who have the Spencer's Gift posters on their wall. Oh, It's always, like, a girl's butt and then, like, a pizza. And it says, like, pizza that ass. And you're like, all right. They're like, this one makes me horny and hungry. Okay. <laughs> you guys have friends like that, like in the dorms, where you'd go into their room and they have posters. They're like, as you can see, I'm a fan of the Baltimore Ravens, and I'm super horny. Are you uncomfortable? <laughs> this is fun. Friends who tell me what they say during sex. I have that. They, they're like, well, I don't want to know. I don't really have thoughts about talking dirty. I mean, if you want to do it, I think that's great. If you don't, don't do it. But if you do it, I think you should you should do it loud enough. That's that's my only request. Like, I don't mean scream it. I just mean do it so we can hear it. You know, because there's no sexy way to rebuttal. There's no sexy way to be like, uh, what was what was that? <laughs> like real sultry, just like, oh, uh, you should enunciate your words, so I know <laughs> what you're saying. I'm uh, I'm 28 now. I'm like. I feel like quarantine has aged me like six years, maybe, you know, like I'm walking around, I'm looking old these days. I have a shirt that says number one dad on it. So that when people see me, they're like, oh, that's why he looks like he hasn't slept yet. You know, <laughs> like just hasn't done it. But I wear that shirt on my runs and I'm real out of shape. So I just look really stressed out. Like I'm wearing this number one dad shirt. Like I just like lost my kid, you know, like I'm running around the, the neighborhood like Bradley, where are you? But to be honest, like, I care so much about looking cool. Like, if I actually did lose my kid, I wouldn't freak out like that. <laughs> I'd be like, what's up, you? Oh, sorry. Now, have you guys seen Bradley? No, you haven't? All right, whatever. <laughs> I don't give a shit. It's fine. I appreciate, Pam, I appreciate you putting me on. I love this, this uh, venue. I've recorded my uh, album here, like, five years ago. I haven't performed here since then. I love this place. I love performing in San Francisco. I love that the rule Pam gave me before getting on stage, she was like, just don't say the F word. And I've only gotten glimpses of the show from the back, but I feel like every time I like kind of tune in, it's like, abortion, Nazis! And I'm like, I don't think the neighbors are going to care as much about the F word, but we'll see. Um, mental health-wise, you guys, we've got we to gotta take care of that. I think everyone's having that that negative voice in their head talking a lot, you know, and it's hard. It's hard because you believe it because it's your voice. Um, but what, the way I learned to like not listen to it was this really great advice from my grandpa. My grandpa gives like fantastic advice about like traveling the world and like, you know, internal stuff, just like talking to yourself. Uh, then he also says like really, really Islamophobic stuff. So then I just like don't believe anything he says. And so that's what you should do with that negative voice in your head. Just pretend you're there, that like racist grandpa, <laughs> so you don't believe him, right? So you have those voices in your heads that like you'll never amount to anything. You're always going to be sad. There's always going to be that dark cloud above your head because a Jewish person put it there, and you're like, wait, I don't, I don't. That doesn't sound right at all. I don't believe that at all. Before I did a uh, stand-up, I did. Uh, I worked with kids, and working with kids is like the best birth control. 
ever just being around him you know because there's like you spend like eight hours a day with kids and there's some kid who's like but why is this guy there and you're like i think i'm done with these i think i'm done with these kids but i go through i, I work these uh these sports camps i like coach them and we'd get these lists every week like the names that we'd be coaching and kids names mean a certain thing like every kid who has a certain name acts a certain way so every week we got this roster every week there was a logan i was like this is gonna be a bad week for me because logan's are the worst kids and the same goes for djs too right like why do all these djs have rat tails and like three cavities, the silver kind, you know those? And I coached these camps in Portland, so we'd have like very hippie parents. Like we had an alarming amount of Malachi's at camp. It's like, oh, do you want me to make fun of your son too? So I'm not gonna stop the other kids, right? Some kids like, Malachi's a weird name. Yeah, it is, DJ. Brush your teeth, man, that's gross. What else, I feel like, what's your name? What's up? All right. <laughs> you acted like that was a real hard question. <laughs> You're like, hold, hold on, wait, what? <laughs> the fuck? Dawson, we had a couple of Dawsons at camp. Those were, they were nice kids, but they always had like a bunch of sunscreen on their face. Like just too much residue running down. Good kids. Uh, what about you up front? What's your name? Yeah. Hoop the pants kid. Always, always though, but confident about it, right? Real, like, just like, Coach Joe, check it. Like, no, Tyler, what's up? <laughs> then we also, we had uh, Elliot's at camp. Elliot was, like, the last kid that we was, we'd always have. And Elliot's were just slower than the rest of the kids. And when I say that, I mean it, like, in such a mean way. Like, they were just so dumb, <laughs> these kids. And the, the problem is you'd go throughout your days, and the Logans and the DJs would just, like, push you to your limits. And then you'd snap on Elliot. Because <laughs> Elliot would do something stupid, and Elliot doesn't deserve that, right? And I remember one day in particular, there was, it was such a stressful, stressful day. There was like three Logans at camp. There's four DJs. There was more rat tails than kids at the camp. <laughs> I was stressed out. Elliot runs up to me. He's like, Coach Joe, Coach Joe. He's adorable, shirt inside out. Just like, I don't know, all right. He's like, can you tie my shoe? And I was like, ah, oh, you're 10, 10 years old. Uh, okay, yeah, and, but I'm like, I'm down. And I'm tying his shoe, and kids are screaming everywhere. You know, Logans are yelling. There's two DJs caught in, like, a Chinese rat tail trap. And there's just so much stuff going on. And I'm tying his shoe, and I'm tying his shoe. And I'm like, Dawson, remember your name, buddy. Like, come on. And I'm, like, tying the shoe, tying the shoe. And then, like, Malachi's there screaming, only seaweed in his lunch. And it's just like, what? You need more than that. Your mom needs to give you nutrients. Like, that's not fair. And I'm still, I'm down. I'm tying the shoe. DJ Senior there, longer rat tail. It's just gross. It's too much going on. And then I tie his shoe, and I'm like, all right, Elliot. Like, great job, buddy. Like, you, you killed it. Great job. And he runs out there. And this kid, at this moment, has so much confidence, right? That was my job, instilling confidence in the kids. But, like, I snapped, because I was like, that's not how life works. And I called him back over. I was like, Elliot, get back here. He lost one of the shoes already. I tied him so tight. I don't know what happened. And he's looking at me, he's so, he's like, Coach Joe, like, what can I do for you? Like, anything. And I'm like, hey, remember when I said you did a good job? Like, technically, you didn't do a good job, right? <laughs> like, I had to tie your shoe for you, but, like, I did a, like, I did a good job. Like, Elliot, I need you to know that I'm the one who did a good, and then, like, all of a sudden, Tyler pops out, and he's like, Coach Joe, I pooped again. Like, I shit again. I don't know. 
what happened um going back to that the being a being a dad like wearing a number one dad shirt i don't i'm not an actual dad like obviously you heard that joke but um i i couldn't wear that shirt anymore because i was running around with it and it had the number one and the dad that were like really close together on it and i i couldn't wear it anymore because it looked like some sort of like weird trending like anti-marriage equality like hashtag one dad like i can't be the guy running around like that i appreciate that we can laugh about that in san francisco that's great this is i'll, I'll end with this because i i love performing in san francisco but it's such a it's such a confusing place and it's such a like everyone here looks kind of like me and i don't think that should be the case you know like when you go into the marina but then they try and act like the marina is not the marina right they have little brochures for the houses there and it has like the classic brochure friend group, you know? It's like a black guy, someone in a wheelchair, and like a Hispanic mom. It's like, welcome to the marina. They're here. It's like, I don't know if they, I don't, like I wish they were. But like make it a realistic one, right? Make a realistic brochure of the marina where it's just three white dudes angry with a speech bubble that's like, my white girlfriend has dreads. And it's like, welcome to the marina. They're here. Guys, we're gonna, I mean, this is COVID. We're going to end on that. I'm Joe Glasgow. Thank you. Yay! Joe Glasgow, yay! Yay! And he's a soccer coach. Hooray. I love soccer. Actually, uh, Liverpool is playing at 4.30 tomorrow morning. And uh, they're not going to win this year like they won last year. Anyways, I love watching Premier League soccer because finally I get to watch hot 23-year-old men actually make their goals. That's all they do. They literally make goals. That's their whole job, and they do it. It's amazing. All right, your next comedian, Tito. I can't see your face because of this here and this stuff. Thanks, ladies, for holding fast. It's cold, I know. But bundle up, Buttercup. You guys got to all snuggle. Like, <laughs> this is going to be... If you start snuggling, though, no one will be watching what's up here. They'll be watching over there. Your next comedian, put your hands together for Tito Gonzalez. Yay! Keep it going for the panel, everybody. Yeah, dude, I got my own mic. That's how I'm trying to stay safe. That's that's the only thing. It's been crazy. It's like for for us comics, like just try to stay safe. We got to bring our own mic, and that's like the closest I've been to like being strapped. <laughs> I'm just on part. Like you don't want none. <laughs> I got jokes. <laughs> <laughs> it's I don't know. I wish I wish I was more thug. You know that'd be dope. <laughs> or at least make a difference. Like what the fuck am I carrying a mic for? You know, make a difference. Be like Greta, Greta Thunderbird. <laughs> that'd be sick, man. I gotta do something, dude. I got yeah. You know what I think? I feel like like Greta will never. That's why it's never gonna work out with Greta, right? Like we gotta figure out this global thing. But you can't have a kid do that, right? I'm like, yo, she's so young. It's like, how don't we know she's not just trying to skip, like, third period? <laughs> right? She's like, damn, I didn't do history class. Climate change. <laughs> like, we don't know. You know? It's like you got to – and you got to get people behind a movement like that. Like, we're all about it, right? Like, but you got to get, you know, you got to get people of color behind it. And you can't do that with a kid like that, right? She's not even a good-looking kid. 
We need something better, right? Like, we're all about climate change. Fucking, you got to have someone that's going to drop an album, <laughs> right? You got to have, like, Shakira and Beyonce, <laughs> right? <laughs> like, fucking, like, my hips don't lie and recycle, <laughs> right? Like, to the left, to the left, compost to the left. <laughs> all right. Uh, I, in a weird way, during this whole panoramic, <laughs> pandemic, <laughs> I have been getting my shit together, and it's crazy, because I'm, I'm actually about to move out of my house, my mom's house, which is huge, right? Dude, like, I'm, I'm 28, finally, <laughs> like, I have little sisters, I have a 16 and 11-year-old sister, and I told them I'm moving out, and they're like, yeah, the clock is ticking, motherfucker, like, I was like, I was, oh, that's so tough for me. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Pam. I'm sorry. And I just thought, I don't know. I thought they would I thought they would miss me more. You know. My sister has a boyfriend, dude. She's 16. Like I used to change her diapers, you know, and like I've seen her have a boyfriend now. It's so crazy to me. And it's like I'm having that same thing where I'm like I like I'm looking at her boyfriend. I'm just like I know you could do better. <laughs> right? Cuz I'm like judging this dude. I'm like he's not even hot, you know. I'm like, why am I even thinking that? <laughs> right? Like, he's not even attracted. Like, you could do, like, uh, I've been put in a weird place, like, where uh, I was raised by a single mom, and I have my little sisters, and so, like, I've been playing this, like, weird brotherly father figure, right? And I've been doing my best just to make sure that my sisters just, like, don't become strippers. You know, and, like, nothing against strippers. I love strippers. I love strippers. <laughs> Nothing else, but dude, it would be so heartbreaking for me to see my sisters out there, you know, like in the world like that, just like m m making more money than me. <laughs> that would be terrible, man. <laughs> no, we we had a dad, or like you know, their real dad, and that was cool. Uh, he was white, and uh, at first, like that was the closest thing I ever had to like a dad you know so like when my mom married this dude i was like fuck yeah mom um <laughs> i was like hell yeah mom you did it you did it ma you married a white guy right like life is gonna get so much better like i've seen the movies <laughs> but like you know how you can get like off-brand cereal <laughs> right like you can get off-brand white people like we didn't know this we moved to the United States. She married this guy. I was like, we fuck. We made it. <laughs> right. Right. And then, like, we moved in with him, and we moved into a trailer park. We're like, damn. <laughs> like, we married. Or we married. My mom married, like, the fruit rings of Fruit Loops, you know? It was terrible. He ended up going to prison. <laughs> that was shitty. He went, he went to prison for, a, like, an attempted... Uh, robbery on an armored truck right like he hung out with all the, like he thought he was black you know what i mean we all know we all know one of those <laughs> and he was supposed to be the getaway driver they got caught and i was like why didn't you use your white privilege dude <laughs> like what were you doing why did you just say you were the uber driver what the f stupid man <laughs> stupid <laughs> But I've been getting it to, uh, like, uh, I've been building my life together more right now during this panoramic. <laughs> like, I uh, I just got my driver's license back, y'all. 
Yeah. Yeah, it'd been five years, man. Five years since like the police decided I was having too much fun. <laughs> yeah, man. Anybody else here with the DUI? Yeah, <laughs> all the comics. <laughs> DUIs are terrible, man. I, I, my DUI actually wasn't even that bad though, cause like when they pulled me over, I was also on ecstasy. <laughs> the cops pulled me over, and they're like, "Man, you're really nice." <laughs> I was like. <laughs> I know, officer, I love you guys. <laughs> Man, like, I was coming back from a rave, too. Like, I used to go to raves all the time, you know, do some ecstasy, have some fun. And then I saw those red and blue lights, and I was like, yo, the rave is following me. <laughs> I have a, yeah. It's crazy. I, I don't know. I feel like I got lucky, though, right? Because, like, could you imagine if they even had a test for ecstasy? Like, you could you could get tested for drunk driving. But I, I think it'd be fun if they had one for ecstasy, you know? The cops pull you over and they're like, sir, you're listening to Calvin Harris way too loud. <laughs> like, sir, step out of your vehicle. All right, sir, stand still. All right, I'm going to wave these glow sticks. Stop touching your nipples. I'm going <laughs> to wave these. All right, try not to come. And, uh, <laughs> Dude, why? How come when you don't, when you get your driver's license, it should immediately come with a breathalyzer? Bro, you ever got into a car with somebody? It's like you too. You drink and drive. <laughs> That's crazy. Like everyone just just start off with a breathalyzer until you can prove otherwise, right? Everybody, right off the bat, be like, "Here's your license. Here's your breathalyzer." But I don't drink and drive. Oh, but you will. <laughs> Right, there's only two types of drivers, man. Once with DUIs, once with multiple. That's <laughs> That'd be so sick, though, dude. You get your own breathalyzer, be like, customize it, put a picture of your family on it. <laughs> Little saying, like, don't stop believing. <laughs> that'd be great. That'd be that'd be great. <laughs> oh man, I don't. I'm not scared uh, for aliens, though. I'll tell you guys that. Yeah, I'm not. I cuz we we have a very special weapon, yo. Like we we have Karens. Dude, it, there's nothing getting past the Karen. All right? <laughs> the second a UFO decides to land here, they're going to be there. They're going to be there. Just like, "Excuse me, sir." <laughs> Excuse me, sir. You can't park here, sir. It says between 9 and 5. <laughs> Right? No, nothing. Nothing. I love him. I don't know. I've never met one, but when I do, you know, maybe I'll marry one. <laughs> I, I, white women are good, right? You know? <laughs> I've, had, <laughs> I've had a weird experience with white women, though, because in the Bay Area, there's a lot of white women that have, like, a lot of white guilt, you know? <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> she knows what I'm saying, man. Like, they, I love that's all she heard. She was like, I'm, I'm coming back to Muni Radio. They're talking about white girl. <laughs> like, and that's why relationships with white women for me, I, I wasn't ever sure if it was real, right? Because of all the white guilt. You know, because like, white women, I feel like they date brown men because they think it's like community service. You've, da you've dated a lot of white women, sir. <laughs> He's like, yep. 
I got a cup. Like, I, at least that was my experience, man. Like, the first white woman I dated, she took me back to her parents' house. She was all proud of me. <laughs> right? Like, the way she introduced me to her parents was, like, insulting. You know? It was, like, on the hill. She was like, look, Mom, I, I got one. <laughs> right? She's like, I'm clothing him. I'm feeding him. I'm teaching him how to read. <laughs> Bro, she treated my family like a charity case. She gave me a mattress once. I was like, bitch, but I love it. <laughs> I don't know, man. I'll leave you guys with this, man. I got, I, there's a saying in my culture, right? And it's, I made it up, but, <laughs> which is why they, it's like, I don't date Latino women, right? Because, like, when you make a Latina woman mad, yo, she's going to key your car, right? But, yo, when you make a white woman mad, she's just going to take her car back. Hey, I've been Tito Gonzalez. You guys are great. Get in your home. Get in your home. Yay, Tito Gonzalez. Yay, white women and our privilege. I'm so excited. I do this thing where like every time I watch Django Unchained, I'm like, I need to do some reparations. So if I'm gonna Netflix and chill, it needs to be with a brother. You know what I'm saying? Because we got reparations. Is that, that nope, everyone's like, whoa, what'd she just say? It's okay, You're almost. we're almost done, I promise. Don't have comedy pneumonia. We have two comics left. We get to choose, actually, because there's two comics left. Do you want to film now, Gabby, or do you want to take a second? You want to do it? Yeah, are you ready? Fuck. Yes, yeah, you are. See how I caught it? I caught it. I sucked it in. <laughs> this one time, I had drank too much wine, and I was sucking this guy's dick, and then he put his balls in my mouth, and then I threw up in my mouth, but I didn't want him to know because it also was my house and the sheets were white. And so I was like, I swallowed my wine puke. Okay. Your next comedian. <laughs> Just saying. I got integrity. You know what I'm your next comedian, she's hilarious. She's get, I think she's going to be filming this. So you have to clap and be – don't be super special. She's so funny. You're going to love her forever. There's baggies or if you have your own mic, whatever you want. Put your hands together, everybody. Gabby Pochia. Thank you. I also threw up on a dick, uh, but I was completely sober, and it was a high point in my life. So let's not judge. Huh? I'm very happy to be here. I've had a good quarantine. What about you guys? Did you guys have a good quarantine? Come on. We all look like we're low-wage workers. We had a good little break, huh? I, I uh, just took a lot of self-care. I learned a lot. Uh, I learned how to cook, and I learned how to clean, and I feel like I really proved that you can turn a hoe into a housewife, all right? You're gonna need some help from the governor, okay? You guys remember. You guys like it all right. Okay, that's fine. Did anybody get EDD? You guys look like you haven't made money in a very long time. I think we're all on the same page. There's four people who are still working here. Okay, let's be honest. Uh, 
I had a good EDD break. They were giving us a lot of money. It was like a living wage for the first time. But people were really upset about it. You know, they were like, well, what about our children? Our children are going to be paying for this for generations. And it's like, yeah, your children are going to be paying for this for generations. But I'm going to stay on birth control till I die of COVID-47. So I'm not worried about it. Uh, I'm not surprised that people didn't want to wear condoms. I'm sorry, masks. Okay, people haven't been wanting to wear masks. They haven't wanted to wear condoms for a very long time. Nobody's surprised about that. Chug, 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 chug. Just letting the cars go by. All right, we're going to start again. So uh, nobody likes condoms. This guy was trying to get out of wearing a condom. He was like, well, I'm allergic to latex. Have you heard that? Ladies, three ladies with the one guy. Does he pull that shit? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She's like the one in front, the one closest to him. Is like, yeah, he does. <laughs> I'm like, I don't give a fuck if you don't want to wear a condom because you're going to put it on your dick anyway. And worst case scenario, it's just going to swell up bigger than it should, right? That's fine. But I don't want to act like I don't want, you know. I d I'm not a size queen. I also like little dicks. No alienation. As long as there's a bunch of them, that's fine. <laughs> I think dick size is cumulative. You know, you're coming up a couple inches short. Just find a friend. <laughs> we could all walk away happy. All five of us. Um... I, uh, whew, it's been a hard time. You know who died a lot this year? The spiders in my house. <laughs> Didn't think I was going to say that, did you? <laughs> I killed the fuck out of the spiders in my house. I always feel like kind of bad afterwards, though, when I have sex with their dead bodies, you know? <laughs> Shit gets weird. Uh, I did a lot of online shopping while I was um, in quarantine. Got to. Uh, I bought a lot of dildos, you know, because I had a lot of time on both of my hands. So, got to fill it up. Dildos have suction cups. Do you guys know that? Do you ladies know that? Yeah, one of two out of three knows that. That's that's huge. I bought a bunch of dildos and I just stuck them around my mirror, you know, and I looked at myself like, I'm a star. <laughs> Be your own bukkake. If I've learned anything this couple years, it's, it's that. But they've got these suction cups, so now you can fuck anything with a flat surface. Think about that. Do you like an intelligent man? Are you into that, ladies? Yeah. Now you could fuck a book, okay? You could get that, that Moby Dick, you know what I'm saying? Get that dictionary, huh? Fill her up. Um, by the way, filming outside doesn't work, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I realized that about an hour and a half ago. I was like, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. I hope. 
Anyway, I'm very liberal. I'm a very liberal person. Um, and I believe in freedom, you know? I think that like you, whatever you want to do with your body is your own business. So that means I think that you should be able to fuck your cousin and kill yourself if that's what you want to do with your own body. Um, and that, that goes for everybody. Like if you're Republican, I think you should go fuck yourself and go, you get it, you get it. <laughs> go fuck your cousin, Mitch McConnell. Um, woo, yeah, Bernie, woo. Okay, <laughs> we're all on board. Um, I, uh, I'm really glad Trump's gone. I, I think that it's like funny, his legacy is like that billion dollar wall, you know? And uh, that billion dollar wall, I've, I've been seeing a lot of videos of like people just getting through. Like that wall doesn't stop anybody trying to get through because they made it to American specs. You know, they were like, can John get through? And it's like, no, John and his Coca-Cola titties aren't getting through that wall anytime soon. Panel one is five foot three and walked 300 miles to get here. He's gonna slip right through. And so basically, it, it's really poignant that uh, Trump's legacy is a billion dollar wall whose ultimate message is no fat chicks. <laughs> um, I've been seeing a trend lately, like all the Instagram hoes have little Care Bear hearts on their butts. Have you guys seen that? It's like a little Care Bear slut logo, you know? like. I'm rain cloud slut, yeah. Uh, but I got a bunch of tattoos in quarantine. Uh, I think tattoos are cool, uh, especially if you have a shitty personality, because it just covers it up. But I saw a woman, she had Travis written on her titty. And uh, I'm like, that's a bad idea, you know? Because it's like best case scenario, she named her left titty Travis. Maybe, but it's like even if it's her baby, that's a bad idea because eventually, you know, she's just gonna have her grown ass son Travis's name written on her saggy tit, and that's a travesty, right? I fuck books, okay? It goes a long way. You guys were laughing. I proved myself. <sighs> Thank you. Um. I uh, I was watching a James Bond movie, and you know how he like fucks, he like smashes pussy, right? He smashes pussy for the government to try to spy his way across the SSSR. And uh, it's like, I feel like really in reality, he'd probably be smashing a lot of ass because women didn't have government secrets back then, you know? You'd have to fuck a lot of butts <laughs> to get <laughs> some secrets. So it's not like gay for pay, it's like buy for spy, but it's, you know, it's okay. All right, well, this has been a lot of fun. Um, I hope you, you guys all look, by the way, really warm and happy. So I've, I've enjoyed myself. 
I also, you know, I'm just gonna say about dead grandmas. That guy was talking about his dead grandma like two hours ago, right? And like, I also, my grandma just died, and so I have all these old things, like all my toilet paper, so dead persons, all my <laughs> paper towels come from a dead person. And I'm like, someone's like, you want a lighter? I'm like, do you want a box of matches? Uh, <laughs> she used to light her fireplace with it. So anyway, I've had a great time with you guys here. Keep on filming. Yeah, no, not you. Gabby Bochia, yay! Oh my gosh, and the blustery winds keep a coming. We have one last comedian. This is a thing that has people put money in. If you want to put money in it, I should throw it on the street. And, or you can always Venmo us. It's at Mutiny Radio, all one word, and there's Bert and Ernie on it. And don't ask why, it's just the way it is. We have one last comedian. You're all hanging fast. Put your hands together, everybody, and laugh hysterically. Oh, look, Luke's freaking out. Uh, it's Sam Carroll. Yay! Which one is it? Oh, oh, I guess it's me. I guess it's me. Give it up one more time for Gabby and her dead grandma. Rest in beats. I got to do this? You're flustering me. Also, in regards to the money thing, I just want to say you can also donate to a charity of your choice. It's up to you. Give money to Mutiny or a charity of your choice. We're we're happy either way. No, that's such a fucking lie. Oh, I can't swear. Do, do any of you guys do that uh, for your birthday? You're like, don't give me shit. Give to a charity. Give this charity. I adore that. I do. I don't really know where I'm going here. Do you guys ever know that feeling when? Uh, no, no, no. Do do you? Uh, you know when? You know when? Oh, shit, I forgot what joke one is. Hold on. Let me consult the handy hand here. Oh, this is no help. It just says joke one, joke two, joke three. I'm not off to a very good start here. Should I do joke three? Ugh. Oh, now I see why you were using the bag. God, I hate it when a comedian will do their performance without performance. It's okay. The ants will eat those, and then they'll have very fresh breath for the, for when they do that thing when they're in the line, and they're like, "Oh, what's up, bro? You going to that place? I was just there. Yeah, yeah, yeah." And then they sw and then they switch. Now you guys, you guys never seen ants do that? I don't know. I'm trying to be silly. I'm actually not really in a good place right now. We just found out my mother has type one autoerotic anaphylaxis. Yeah. The doctor says it's not looking good. Do you guys even know what it's like having a mother who's anaphylactically allergic to peanuts and who masturbates eating peanut butter sandwiches? Do you know what it's like never having peanut products in the house only to find an entire box of Smucker's Uncrustables under your master bedroom? It's kind of hot. It's kind of hot. Not like in an, in an incestual way. Not in an incestual way. Although I have no issue with incest. It seems to be pretty mainstream these days, according to the porn websites. But uh, no, I, it's actually a very regal trait to fuck your sister. Or to, oh, sorry, kids, say that. To bone your sister. Yeah. You guys, you guys familiar with the, the royal Habsburg family? You know about them? You guys know the Habsburgs? They, they were big fans of inbreeding. I mean, they they, uh, they didn't mean to breed. They just liked having sex with one another. It's kind of their thing. Yeah. Anyways, how are you? 
How are you? You guys essential workers? Essential workers, make some claps for if you're essential. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There we go. There we go. All right, non-essential workers, make some claps for the essentials. Please. They don't get enough love. Yeah. It it's a it's a very important time right now to have a side hustle, I think. You know, especially if you're not an essential worker. Do any of you do any of you uh non-essential workers have some side hustles that you want to share? No, I don't mean GameStop, that's a good idea. You see, that's your side hustle? Are you, re are you reporting that as federal income? Yeah? Do you, yeah, you got a side hustle. Would you like to report that to the federal government? I'm just kidding. I don't work for the federal government. These aren't even, this isn't even like a notepad. These are Bollywood DVDs. You guys, you guys want to see them? They're pretty interesting. Here, I'll pass them around. That's all right. I'm the last guy. Would you hold them up to the crowd? Thank you. Yeah. Oh, that one's not supposed to be in there. That's Squirt 2. Squirt 2. Actually, a great a great feature film, but not as good as Squirt 1. But that's how it goes with prequels. Yeah. Anyways... That was, uh, it's important to have side hustles. I used to live with this guy who worked at a Brazilian wax parlor, and every day he'd skim a little bit of the wax off the top, and he'd make Brazilian wax candles. I'm actually, I actually, I'm selling them after the show. I got two flavors left, I think. I, I think I got Love's Mist, and I got Ocean Breeze Low Tide. If anyone wants some. I'm also selling some t-shirts. A three-pack, Fruit of the Loom. And some, and some... Certified pre-owned boxer briefs with a little bit of uh, rusting on the rear quarter panel, if you know what I mean. It's a poop joke. Oh, do you hear that? Oh, my God, he did it. Yeah. I had another friend who worked at a crematorium, and what he would do is he'd skim a little human ash off the top, and he would package it up and sell it as protein powder to cannibals. Yeah. Important to have side hustles. Everybody's getting laid off these days. You know, I had, a, I had a friend who was, uh, he worked in the massage industry, he worked for one of these big massage companies, he got laid off. As soon as, as soon as COVID hit, his company, what they did instead of having someone come to your house is they just shipped you an electronic back massager, which sucked for him because it, like, his job basically got automated by a Hitachi magic wand, you know, which is terrible because, you know, one minute he's working, the next minute a robot takes his job and fucks his wife. I said, it bones his wife, 